Hey everyone, episode 13 of That's What She Said. Georgie Parker here and it's been a controversial week yet again of sport. A few hot topics dividing our nation, but also a few wonderful performances that remind us that sport is just so good. Joe Weston is away being a national treasure with the Australian Diamonds. But we welcome back our seasoned traveller straight from France where she was head cheer girl of the Matildas. <laughs> no, Bubs Barbieri, welcome back. Thank you. I think. <laughs> it's pretty cold here. And Bubs, Joe is away and we needed an extra person. A third voice. Someone who gets the elite behaviours and mindset of an athlete. Now, all I did was play over 100 games for Australia, uh, for hockey, of course, win a Commonwealth Games gold medal, a World Cup silver, compete at the Olympics and go on to play AFLW for Collingwood and all you did was compete at, what, four World Cups? Yeah. Uh, compete at the Olympics and captain Australia in the biggest sport in the world. And this man, he's way out of our league, Bob. This man is a two-times premiership captain. He's scalped 60 wickets at an average of 17.77, which I've heard is actually quite good. <laughs> he has 71 runs in four seasons at an average of 10. He has the most catches, no, sorry, dropped catches out of everyone <laughs> in his team. He's arguably the best at blowing up at the umpire in the state. He's the skip of the grubs. He's the king of smoko with his chicken drumsticks and hoisin drizzle (laughs) being legendary around the country. He's our spiritual leader here at Sportsbet and we're honoured to be in his presence. It's none other than Mick Wall. Wow, I'll tell you what, um, <laughs> I want you to come on three wide press and just do the intro, actually. that's fantastic, and uh, honestly, it's it's great to be on here, and I feel like I'm I'm a little bit of a fish out of water, I've come on to, this is a very different podcast, because it is, that's what she said, and We actually have elite athletes on here. Elite athletes on, and you're all elite athletes that have played at top level, so we're usually, if you've actually seen our... our, our <laughs> Our cricket podcast, we're the complete opposite of that. So it's good. And thank you as well for coming to the crossover. It's usually an all-women's podcast. I appreciate being allowed on to be able to Being allowed allowed on. Well, do you know what? I'll tell you what. You guys do a great job. I love listening to it each week. So it's a bit of a privilege for me to be able to come on here and... uh, I'm I, I'm uh, in awe of the host usually. So be... I feel like we're being we're, we're interrogating you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just hoping that, that spill might me get over to the ashes with you guys. Oh, you're still trying. <laughs> She's been trying since uh, came on since episode one, which is fair enough. But I said, well, you kind of ha- had to play cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we talk we about can that. play cricket. I actually, I hockey and cricket can't be that different. I have no doubt that I can mm. play cricket. I can definitely play cricket. Decent level cricket. I was a decent level player. I'm not saying I could be Elise Perry, but no, I can throw a ball. I could be okay. I bat left-handed and throw right-handed. So are you one of those little bamboozle? People? No, I think that I could get into a one-day. Well, that's thing. the as I said. I mean, you should, maybe should have a uh, have a have a crack at it. I think. I, why not? The one thing I've 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 seen uh, in my years and years of watching sport, and it it. it kills me and just annoys me and makes me so jealous is that elite athletes are usually pretty good across all sports. You see footy players and you hear that they're scratch golfers or (laughs) I'm I'm a Hawks fan, right? So I love Luke Hodge, still do, but he he would, uh, reading about him and reading his book, he's talking about having to choose between cricket and footy because he was state level of both and like that just, it does my head in. Why do they take all of it? on your third sport. (laughs) God, I've already done two. And and we're we're daunted about going up a grade. For a limited <laughs> over Saturday cricket. Now, Bubs, you've just come back from France. Yes. And uh, my favourite part of the trip, I and mean, you posted a lot. You were very snap happy while you were over well, there. Well, yeah, that's the only way to keep everyone jealous, isn't but, it? No, that's exactly right. But my favourite was when I got a, a personal snap, which I'm going <laughs> to share with people. It was a snap of you <laughs> looking absolutely dishevelled. 
Dish is probably the word. And it said, off chops at airport lost. You, yeah. I couldn't on? even make a sentence. Actually, I couldn't. I can't remember sending it to you. But then um, one of one of the you actually sent the photo to someone else, and I I saw the photo that I'd sent because it it vanishes. Doesn't yeah, it? I, I screenshot. So it. I was yeah, you screenshotted it. Thanks very much for the proof. <laughs> um, yeah, it was lost in Singapore airport. Uh, my husband was worried because he sent me about fourteen messages. Yeah. Because um, I sent it to him as well, of course. It's a nice airport, though. Uh, it's, 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 it's a great if you're going to get lost. Get lost yeah, I, got, I went into the butterfly house, um, and was off chops in the butterfly house. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have that two three weeks of going in a tour group, and no doubt you would have been well refreshed over there. And then you add to that air travel and no sleep. No sleep. That's what happens. You go crazy. Now, Absolutely. Now, Mick Wall, you. You're famous around this sports bet office. You're the face of sports bet, aren't you? And I was asking a few people. I said, "We've got, we've got the Mick Wall on our show today. Does anyone have any stories?" And I've been said, "Ask him about the two soups on the plane." I oh, was that Pat Gushagan. <laughs> I don't think this isn't a great story. <laughs> Has he stitched no, me up here? Yeah, well, it's not that it's a great story. Like he, Pat still brings it up, which makes me think that Pat's uh, and for anybody listening, Pat's um, one of our one of our guys in our social media team. He looks after a lot of the horse racing. Pat and I went over to Hong Kong together with some of the other sports betters and some customers um, uh, a couple of years back, and uh, uh, we're on the way back on the plane. And again, you've had a few days over there. You've overindulged. You. You're feeling pretty sorry for yourself and all you really want, you don't even want to worry about chewing or anything, you just want a bowl of full <laughs> soup so you can start to feel better. And they had, they have, obviously on the longer travel, they usually have a couple of options and I asked if I could get the first and second courses both soups. On, only in Hold on. only in business class. Hold on. And we can Not just... everyone gets two freaking courses. No. I'm like, who gets, who gets soup on a fucking plane? Sometimes they don't give you two bottles of water. Yeah, point upgrade. So here's the point, point upgrade. Uh, so got that and then but the air hostess took offense and she wouldn't serve me the soups so she stood over me like <laughs> it was like it was like I felt like I was being stood over and actually was until I would replace one of them with another item from the menu this is true are you this actually 100% happened so I said I don't want can I have two soups? I want two soups. I'll have that soup and that soup as my two. Because there was a soup on the entree and a soup on the main. This, as I'm telling you, Pat, why we? This is a really good story. But this is true, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. So I had to get a, a meal and a soup, and I didn't enjoy it. Are you sure it's not because you got changed in the middle of the Corners Club? I guess in the middle of the lounge. Yeah. I did, did she see you do that, and no, then maybe no, it was like, oh, this grubs on business. That's true. That's true. But in fairness, we're in sort of our own little area of the lounge. He's making me sound really bad. Sound like so there was some a partition. Pig that gets just changed out in the middle of the, who goes to the lounge, gets changed out, goes to business class, demands that he wants double soups. I mean, I'm coming across in a really bad way here. This is, but Make a gazpacho. Now. now. Un, unlike, unlike some of our, our, uh, our people around here, like your good friend uh, Hummer, I won't, I, I'm not going to lie and I'll say the basis of both of those stories is pretty true. <laughs> Hummer, we, we kind of discussed this off air. Hummer believes he is the pure and sole reason that people of sports bet get to travel business class. Yeah, and, and obviously not everyone does for all of the trips. It depends if you've got things on, you've got to get on the ground, if you needed to sleep, all those things. But he tr- likes to take, uh, how would you say, he, he likes to take credit for just about anything that goes on here <laughs> yeah. and anything like The new TVs in the, in the office? His, yeah, he'll, yep, he'll, that's him. He'll, 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 he'll take credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a complete lie. 
So there you go. Just like his uh, triple scholarship, he was apparently on. <laughs> he told us that he taught himself to play piano and they added another scholarship. They gave him a music yeah, scholarship. No why he would add scholarships. <laughs> it makes sense why. Yeah. Scotch wouldn't want him there. No. <laughs> like the parents are saying, here, take my 50 grand, have my kid. Please no, please no. This is sounding like a real elitist podcast. We've got to get off this subject. I, I feel... <laughs> This is not, this is segregating. Okay, so, all right, no. Right, so, Bubs, you're over there for <laughs> yeah. soccer. Yes. Right, yes. amazing. Blue, yes. How cool was that? Ah, it was excellent. It was um, mind blowing. Europe just does football so well. And um, uh, it was interesting to be on the other side of the, the fence when it comes to a World Cup. So, it was my fifth World Cup this time. Yeah. No, um, that doesn't count as no, a World no, Cup. I don't know. That's like saying mm-hmm. these guys have. No, no, I was trying to Super Bowl. Nick, how was your first Super Bowl? (laughs) Definitely there. No, but it was uh, it was eye opening um, to see what we can do in this country. That's for sure because we we're hosting. We want to host the twenty twenty three. Do you think we'll get it? Um, It's a pretty big deal because it's up against North Korea and South Korea combined. Um, They got a lot of money, so yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that unity thing, the world. That unity, was. and yeah. they would like to see it, and football bringing it all together, and things like that. So, um, no, I, I would hope that we can get it, and we we definitely need it here because it'll just make the sport skyrocket. Not that anyone else would lo- like that to happen, though. But I mean, if you look at it right, our our women's team is not like our men's team. They've had sustained success. Yeah. They're always there. They're always competitive. So it's not an issue of okay, we're a minnow. So we don't yeah. need to worry about. That. Our structures here and our stadiums and obviously the infrastructure we have around sport is, is just oh, no, second to none. Oh, no, that's, that's so exactly that, I mean, right. Like, but the only thing is, as you say, now, how, how does that work? Is that like in the men's tournament, it will go away from Asia then and it might go to South America or it could go to Europe, yeah. could go to North America. So if we don't get it this time, we're going to have to wait a fair while. To have yeah, I, th- I think, well, actually, I don't know if it's, um, if it's that strict yeah. because we only do it four years in advance, okay. whereas the men... Yeah, have well, like they did ten, the double this time. They, yeah. did the, they booked them out eight years yeah. in advance. So when um, when we looked at it, the French were actually terrible at all that infrastructure stuff. Yeah. So we turned up to the first match and you got to the front of the line that you were waiting in. You didn't know what line you were waiting. There was no mm-hmm. signs for anything. You got to the front of the line and you're like, no, this is gate A. You need to go to a- gate yeah. M. And you're like, what the And then you got stuck in a roadblock. You had to go around things. Mm-hmm. And security guards everywhere. When you got into the stadium, it's a women's World Cup. I'll remind you. And when you got in there, they would search you by male and female. So they had two security guards that were female, and they had like eight oh. men. And so all the women there, but all the dads came in there with their little daughters. They would have to put their little daughters in to the line. And then go get searched by oh, another so line just, yeah. and split them up. So you'd have to just trust the strangers around, which they're all women. We'll look after the little ones, but that's so scary it's just, it's as just, a father. It's just disorganised, isn't it? Yeah. Just, I mean, and the Metro, um, one of my patrons had an epileptic fit in the Metro, but they were well organised. The fire, the fire brigade came just, and uh, cordoned off the area and everything and... Yeah, the yeah the fire. Yeah, Yeah, fair bit going on. Fair fair bit going on. Yeah, and I dare say it wasn't holiday. Do you see any? Do you see any football? Uh, Oh yeah, I I I can't remember the football. Unfortunately, (laughs) were you at the airport watching? I was in the ambulance uh, on the ride home. No, it was um, yeah. So up and down. So 
great memories like the the flyover mm. in the opening ceremony was absolutely top notch. Mm. So like the the jets flying really low over the stadium, um, that was an amazing one with the the blue, white, and red streaks coming out at the tail, um, and that opening game for France, uh, Korea, absolutely like the the stadium was full and just the chants and everything just the drums and the singing everyone knows all the songs it's like we can't even get the green and gold army to sing one song <laughs> like oh we don't want to do Aussie 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 oi 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 that's just so like yeah. Aussie yeah. I'm like but that's what we yeah. are <laughs> you can't that's so we have to do the Aussie 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 yeah I guess so what's the performance of the Australia though was that a little bit underwhelming for you I mean they had their loss against Italy which was uh, a shock to everyone, I guess. And then even against Brazil, they were down 2-0 and then came back and won. But for me, untrained soccer, I don't watch much soccer. I only really watch at World Cup time. Um, you know, they didn't play well from what I could see. Well, I, they weren't comfortable. They weren't comfortable, that's for sure. They weren't fluid. And I think that has a lot to do with the injuries that they had before yep. tournament. And something to do with the change of coach. Do you think he was there long enough? Um, he was only there five months. Yeah. yeah? He Look, didn't, and he didn't have many games as a coach with them. They sh- they should be professional enough to yeah. be able to implement whatever strategy he wants to a team. Yeah. They are professionals, like they're mm. three sixty five now. That's different to what we were before. Yeah, but he had zero time with them compared to last World Cup, where we spent six months together. Um, you know, prior to the World Cup, he had literally yeah he had them for five months, but he probably saw them four weeks mm. or six weeks out of that five months. So. You can understand why they were just disjointed, but the 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 fact that they had so many injuries, um, they lost Laura Alloway at the tournament. Kaya Simon, um, you know, wasn't able to play either. Um, and then just at the wrong times, players had to fill in to gaps that they don't usually play in, and then it just felt really disjointed. And and as much as because I'm not paid to be a pundit when I was over there, so you support the team no matter what. Yep. If I get paid to analyse, uh, then no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll tell exactly w- what it is. But I was there to support the girls. So I wasn't even watching the game with an analyst eye. Yeah. I was just watching it like... Well, it would be one of the first times in a long time you wouldn't have been watching it. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Well. I was there just to support the girls and I just I felt every nerve. I felt I just wanted them to win and, and I was sitting with the families most of the time. So you're just absorbing all mm. that... Um, nervousness and all the parents are just on the edge of their seats and not because they want them to win they just want them to perform well and and reach what they want to like achieve and sam kerr and sam kerr and i mean why 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 does it have to happen to sam kerr that she misses a penalty because she's a big player Mm. that's it um you know so many so many players say no Mm. in a penalty shootout because they don't want to fail um, but these girls put their hands up and Emily Gilnick as well, she, she failed to score. Um, Alana Kennedy was just champing at the bit to mm. score in the penalty and she gets sent off right before the penalty shootout. So she wanted to rectify what happened in Rio but unfortunately didn't get, get an opportunity and it just just fell apart right at the wrong time. Yeah, and, and Lydia Williams in that uh, round of 16 that they just had, absolutely amazing, Was sa- kept them in it, was saving so many unsavable sort of goal. She's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, she she really stood up when it counted. And to be fair, she hadn't had a lot to do in a lot of the group stages because some of the finishes were so good 
that she just couldn't do anything about it. And that's the hardest thing as a goalkeeper because you're sitting there and you're losing and you haven't had to make a save and like, and you're like, damn, what am I supposed to do? Being a goalie is so hard. You literally stand – I used to play cross standard and sometimes I used to play yeah. goalie. I don't know why. And you stand there and in you hockey? go – No, in lacrosse and I'm too small for hockey goal. And you used to stand there and you go – I want to be part of the game. I want the ball to come down to me and the ball's coming down to you. You're like, go away. I don't <laughs> want you near yeah. me. You want to be part of it, but you really don't at the same time. It's a really bizarre little feeling, isn't it? Yeah, no, you you want to repent. You want to repent and then you're like, hold on, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> like include me, include me. Just pass it back, make it easy. And then, yeah, get no, get it out. Don't want it anymore. Mel, so you went over there for the first time as a pure spectator and, and yeah, fan. supporter. How you, yeah, how did you find that in comparison to how you usually go and watch football? Um, More stressful or? It, it was, I didn't like sitting next to people um, that didn't understand what you were like. I had to sit with the families. Okay. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't sit with the people that would say stupid stuff like, oh, why didn't she shoot there? Or oh, why yeah, doesn't yeah, she? Oh, like nothing. People that don't understand it, right? They They're don't just understand there. it, yeah. yeah. And they think, yeah. Because, I mean, the one thing seeing, and, and I haven't watched a huge amount, but from what I've seen uh, in the World Cup, and it's like any World Cup, if you're 5% off, you, you're in trouble, right? Yeah. Because these teams are all there. Everyone's geared up to it. You know what? Not having an ideal preparation, having injuries, change coach, whatever it is, you have a look at that. And you only got to be a few percent off, and then the results don't go your way. And yeah. I think that people forget that and think, all right, well, hang on. We're number six in the world, so we'll go there and then we'll make we'll make the round of sixteen. We'll win that, we'll make the quarterfinals. Okay, yeah. so quarterfinals is our pass mark, and if we can get to a semi great, and no, all we can win the thing. They don't actually put two and two no. together and go, okay, well, hang on, it's not it's not the easiest of groups anyway. We're talking about yes, we're say the top seeded there, but we, it's, it wasn't the easiest of groups. No. Um, I mean, there's there's one minnow in there, and there's usually three patients coming out, but. I don't know, it's, it's tough from the outside to go, how did we go? Especially when I've been watching, like, f- since we went over and the men's team went over in 2006 and we had that success of getting through and we've been disappointing since. Yeah. It was hard to go into a tournament with this much hope. You're actually like, hang on, we can do something here. And you see them fall over and you go, okay, well, hang on. We're better than that and we will be in the future. But it's just that four-year gap. Yeah, and we don't have we don't have like the Euros. Like no, the Euros yeah. Huge. The yeah. Asian Cup's been great, and and being able to be involved in Asia uh, and what we've seen. But it's yeah, for for me, it was it was disappointing. But it shows you how far the sports come and how far and how well we're going mm. in women's football. The fact that there was expectation, yeah, yeah, and that we're meant to be successful. I mean that that was the cool takeaway I had. Yeah, the fact that if that happened to the men, it's like oh okay, well, well they made the round of sixteen. Whereas yeah, the women, you're you're right. We went in there ranked six. Yeah. We're expecting to get further in than we did and like you said expecting a, a better result than the round of 16 but it's really hard as an athlete to sort of not tip ahead yeah i did the exact same thing at the olympics where and we were similar we lost our first game in a match we should have won and then you start going okay no it's all right and you start analyzing okay where does this sit us then because you don't then progress through the tournament you're saying you're playing a different team than you're expecting to play mm. crossover matches and things like that yeah so it starts playing with you a little bit more and then it's sort of and, and we did sim- was similar we we lost in our quarterfinal well that's the thing with us is that we we lost that first game to italy yeah. we ended up three teams on six points in that group stage so that just goes to show how good our group was yeah. and then italy gets to play three days later than our girls did mm. so our girls would have had three more days of recovery yeah. Who knows? Claire Polkinghorne might have been available um, from the get-go. You yeah. don't know what's 
what sort of makeup the team can then have three days later. Oh. Like, for example, Italy don't play until tomorrow, I think. So it's crazy to think that that, that hinges so much on the tournament. And the game this morning just goes to show um, the emotion of it all. Like Brazil lost um, against France, the host. And Marta's after the game just shouting at the camera like we, we need all the girls to be playing the football. We need you to stand up. And Marta's and Cristiana's and the Formigas, who's got seven World Cups under her belt, they're not going to play forever. We need you. Um, and it was really inspiring chat that she had afterwards. And then you had the opposite side of the coin where Cameroon versus England was probably the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen in women's football. It was the yeah. most bizarre Turn of events. It was, like you said, the first five minutes, a Cameroon player gets a penalty against, not a penalty, a free kick against yeah. her. She ends up spitting, yeah. spitting on her opponent. But in the heat of everything, the umpire was looking at VAR, so didn't actually see anything. This England girl's wiping spit off her arm. Like not not like spit, like Not like accidental. Loogie, like, loogie spit. You can't. It's just, yeah. It, it was, was disgusting. Gross. It was, it was ab- absolutely disgraceful. And, and then... The fact that they had um, a penalty that they or a goal turned her over, they protest. They go, "Well, we're not playing," and they stand there in a circle for a couple of minutes. It's, yeah, that's not what sports about. That it's you play even if you disagree with the umpire. This is what you learn, and this is what you teach your kids. Yeah, they're the boss. That's what mm. they, what yeah. they says goes, and whether you believe it or not, is what you do. Same as your coach tells you to do something, whether you want to do it or not, you have to do it. And this is what sport. That's why businesses and companies love employing athletes because. You kind of see bigger pictures and understand that you know sometimes things don't mm. go your way. It's absolutely revolting behaviour. Yeah, because it, it, I felt for them mm. because at the best of times the referees make some pretty terrible calls, and then this VAR thing coming in where England score a goal and they they see the flag go up from the linesman, so they semi stop as well, so they allow her to score. So they're actually really ropeable with themselves yeah. because. You know, they should have kept going till the end of the play. Yeah. Um, they have allowed her to score. And then the referee goes, okay, it's offside. And then VAR shows that she was actually onside. And it's a line. You yeah. can't, you're onside or not. That's it. The rule stands. Yeah. Yeah. But then they score and have it disallowed for the exact same thing yeah. when it's like a toe, but, like a toe offside. But that's sport. And it's that's sp- what – and this is where VAR – it's good and bad because in in general play you can't see these replays in the, in the heat of the moment you kind of get pissy and then you then you get on with it because you don't see it and you go I have to deal with it it's when they make incorrect decisions in third umpire technology yep. it's the same in AFL when they're making the wrong error the wrong decision when they've got the, the resources yeah. to do it make it the correct decision that's when people get angry fans get angry coaches get angry players get angry if it's in general play, you go, that's a mistake from the umpire, you get on with it, whereas it's, it's well, VAR. But this isn't VAR's fault, is it? No, it's not because it's a clear, and yeah, exactly. it's a clear line. But when you, when you look at it, nobody has a problem with the goal. They, they're literally ready to play on. Play on, like play on, I don't care. But they check everything yeah. and as soon as a goal stands, they check it, everything's good, yep, off you go. But they're just checking everything and I think it's it's – it's a guinea pig for the VAR yeah. for the bigger picture, which is men's football. 
Or FIFA. And you'll, you'll find it'll take time anyway because the way the way that they've played and all of these women that were in that game would have been playing football since they were very young. Offside flag goes up, you stop. You stop, yeah. You so it's training yourself to yeah. get used to that change. It's like so many things. Like That's why people get frustrated with the AFL and the AFLW. Every year they're going to bring in different rules, different rules. It's like we've been playing like this and now we've got to change and change yeah. and you've got to adapt. And it's unfortunate that's the case because uh, – in that scenario and you see that and you go hang on if that flag doesn't go up what happens yeah, there? yeah do you know what i mean yeah. so that and that's a perfect example of var got the decision right that's fine and everybody no one did anything wrong but just the fact of how they've been playing for years and mm. just that first reaction is to stop yeah and unfortunately that's the heartbreak you get with sport right yeah and she's gone from being two nil down to two one she scored this beautiful goal, finished off. She was angry as hell because of the <laughs> before. Um, and then she's she's finished with a plum and then it's just ripped away from her and you can literally feel the anguish and the coach is trying to get her to keep playing. But I don't know what he's saying because everyone stands on the pitch and protests and you're like, what is this? And to be fair, I've seen it before. <laughs> it happened to us um, in South Korea and a lot of the – you know, smaller uh, countries where you're playing and nobody nobody knows. You're, you're not on TV, you're not doing anything and they literally boycott the game uh, because of a referee's decision because uh, you didn't get a penalty. Or a, and sometimes the referee would feel coerced into making decisions yes. and we'd always have to play through it all. Okay, so good recap on the old World Cup. Yeah. And... We've got our soccer expert here, but we've actually got a cricket expert. And I, to be honest, I forgot that there was a cricket World Cup on. I was in an SCN the other it's day. It's long. It's really long. It's, it's still going. And I a lot was, of dead rubbers coming up too. And I was I was in SCN and I was doing some arvos with there with Mark Heverin and he goes, um, he goes, and in World Cup results, blah blah, one by one fifty. And when he said World Cup, I was thinking soccer. And then they said one by one fifty, and I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking soccer, and then I said, and then I heard runs. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot cricket's on. Yeah. But while we've got an expert here, can you give us anything, any sort of insight? I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a top line. So it's funny you <laughs> mentioned protesting and um, players and talking about the technology and things like that. And and what it's 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 overnight we had a situation where Virat Kohli got a bit of trouble for over for overly appealing. So just oh. appealing, and it's just it's against the spirit of the game to continually appeal and appeal and appeal. Virat Kohli is like enemy number, public enemy number one in Australia when it comes to cricket. But great at selling Facebook. Uh, amazing. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Himalayan that's that guy. The, uh, the, uh, yes, the pimple cream. cream. Yeah. yeah, it's not the greatest. Oh, wow. So, uh, but he's, and then all of a sudden, because recently, to give you a bit of understanding, this is a guy that everyone hates. He stood up for Steve Smith, and he told his own fans to stop booing him and to clap him instead because he's a champion. Uh, Steve Smith is, that's what he was saying to them. Then he missed a ball, was given not out because he didn't hit it, but then he walked. And what I remember that is he, he just, he, he left. He wasn't out. He walked and we're like, so it's one of three things with Virat. Either A, he's lost his mind. B, he, it's a <laughs> PR play or C, he's actually becoming a decent bloke. But then overnight he did what we knew he'd do and he got done for overly appealing and in, that would have been intimidating. Because that's, that's he likes cheating, to intimidate, right? intimidate, yeah. intimidate. It's against, it's not, I don't think it's cheating as such, but it's against the spirit of the game. Yeah. Anyway, they look really good. That's the Indian team. They look really good. 
Australia looked good enough, but we're just having problems getting our batting order right. We're making some interesting decisions. We're not making a lot of runs, but the bowlers have, I guess, been doing enough. When I say we're not making a lot of runs, we're making the... We, I think we're second most runs in the tournament, but some of the decisions we look with the start we've had, uh, like bringing in uh, Usman Khawaja, that's more conservative batsman than uh, Glenn Maxwell, when we're already on fire, we've only lost one wicket, two wickets, these sort of things. There, anybody that's watching it, probably that that'd be a frustrating point for them. But Australia's good enough. New Zealand are flying, so our cousins they should be considered as one of the massive favourites. We want them to win. We don't like New Zealand winning. No, not 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 massively. But if we can't, I think that the, if let's say we were out of it, I think that you'd find people would pay. Oh yeah, that, for sure. Because they don't want uh, India or England to win. Now that's the beautiful thing, England. Are playing. They are in trouble now. They've I dropped a that. couple of games. They're playing I'm Australia, happy. New Zealand, and India. The other three favourites. They have not beaten any of these teams in a World Cup since like '91. So they have a history here of against these three nations in World Cup tournaments, and they're they're starting to worry a little bit. So how good if like a Sri Lanka or a Bangladesh could sneak into oh, the I final love four? That. Oh, that would be so nice. So they're flying anyway. So. There's, there. I must admit, there's a lot of good stories. There's not as much controversy in the Cricket World yeah. Cup as there is in the Women's That's Football World no Cup. because there's no games. How, it's raining. How about that guy that nearly single-handedly saved his team from a loss? Who was that guy? Oh, uh, the uh, in the West Indian yeah. game. Yeah. The, the balls, the balls being hit. Yeah, he was and he, smashing he's taken, them everywhere. He's, he's taken his uh, Braithwaite, and then the that's right, Daryl Braithwaite. The catch was basically over over the line, but he's obviously standing in the field of play, and they uh, got New Zealand up. So yeah, but uh, look, it, it's been good, but it is getting long. It's getting long uh, now, and we've got a lot of dead is, rubbers coming out. I feel like I feel sorry for all the wives out there. That- Although, remember, we've just, were you here when we were discussing? Oh, no, no, you might not have been here. Wags no. were only allowed for half the trip. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they should be very happy with that because imagine this full six weeks you had to go for. Oh, it. yeah. Be tough like, That's going. enough. Thank you. Oh, oh, it's not over yet. <laughs> so I've been, I've been watching a fair bit of it. My wife has watched a little bit with me as well. She's been, I'm trying to, you know, it's nice to share. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch things that she wants to watch and she watches. She likes the Big Bash, my wife. I like the Big Bash. And the, the tennis. So summer's always good because it's a bit of fun. It's quick. It's fun. That and the tennis in our house, that's when we both get our sport on together because that's when our two worlds collide. Then we separate and that because we don't <laughs> follow the same sort of stuff You're like, throughout the I'm year. I'm going to the cricket. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you in five days. Yeah. Um, all right. So we better wrap this up soon because you've got to go pick up your daughter. You, yeah. You forgot yeah. you're a mum for a few weeks. I no. And now you're back. But before we go, we always do our tweet of the week. So you probably don't have your tweet of the week. That's all right. Um, you can make one up right now if you want. So, Bubs, tell us your tweet of the week. Um, my favourite tweet of the week. Hold on. I've got to put it up here. As, is, M- as Mick Walls starts scrolling sorry. Twitter. I've, I've, I've actually got one. I actually like this morning. Yeah. So, Stuart I'll Fraser um, has written. Who's Stuart Fraser? I don't know. Okay. He's got a blue tick. So, hope. I think yeah, but I've a, got a blue tick. Yeah, so have I. So, do you, Mick? Do you have, Mick? Do you have a blue tick? Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have a blue tick. Okay, so... How do I, how do, how do I get one of those? Can I don't we, know. It just yeah. pops up one get, day. Can we get one? So he's written, correction, uh, three years ago last month, Ashley Barty returned to singles at a 50K grass court tournament in Eastbourne without a ranking and only got in the qualifying draw because it wasn't full. Today she became a world number one. As I a 23 love year old. it. I love it. I wish we had more time to talk. There's so much going on in. She's it, a champion. 
we've got Ash Barty world number one. Champion. We've got Sally Fitzgibbon world number one surfer. Yep. Hannah Green wins her first PGA Championship, only the third Aussie to do so. That's massive, by the way. That massive. Is, that is absolutely huge. Massive. And she, she's only 22. She has a – 22 is really, really young. young. Mm. So she has a – Big, big. We've. I mean, you remember Curry Webb and how good yeah. she was on yeah. the world stage. This is this is the second coming. It's wow. so exciting really to good. see all these girls that are tempered, so what she's leading the golden boot at World Cup. It's absolutely flying the girls of of Australia. It's so exciting to see, and I love mm. it. I wish we could talk more about it, but you've got to be a mum. All right, you're up. <laughs> All right, so my one, I just because this bloke doesn't stop giving. So do you guys know Ken Sutcliffe, the old, uh, the old Kenny Sutcliffe? This is funny. The yes, male model I from can. Mudgee, is, uh, he used to be called on the 12th man. But uh, Ken's uh, put out, Nick Kyrgios, I hate to say this, but for your sake, for the sake of your health and the health of tennis, you just need to give it away, basically. <gasps> Kenny Sutcliffe out of nowhere, Nick Kyrgios is simply just, uh, quote tweeted and gone I don't even know who you are <laughs> laughing crying emojis and I'm just like how good is this he's freaking I mean Ken started but he's Kyrgios is going to go hard and we're just like oh, alright uh, we can just put Israel for our stuff on the background for a bit how good is this so hopefully they, they continue to I, I love a feud I love a Twitter feud Kyrgios is he's good value on the Twitter because he doesn't give a shit he doesn't care. Yeah. Or mine is actually on the Israel Folau thing. I didn't really want to touch. I don't really want to give him the time, time of the day because he's an idiot. Yep. And this is more taking the piss out of him more so than what he's standing for because, of course, his uh, GoFundMe page, which raised over a million dollars, <laughs> got pulled today, which I love because love it. and it, apparently it breached the uh, terms and conditions of GoFundMe. So He's the, good at that. It's very, very good, exactly. <laughs> so the Batuta Advocate, one of my favourite pages on the internet, it says, Israel Flower misses out on another $3 million by once again not reading the terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Nice. He's an idiot. And My husband was like, how does he start a GoFundMe page that is against the what? terms and conditions? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure nobody's reading every GoFundMe page. No. So what would you... Nobody's doing their job. What would you raise money for if you were to start a GoFundMe page? Everything other than that. <laughs> Yes. yes. Everything other. I'd go, I'd go. Uh, do you know what they should have done? Cheese and they wine should have taken all that money and all the people that are happy to give money and given it to all those other kids that are oh, struggling yeah. and, and battling and the families of them. That's what they should have done. Exactly. But, all right, well, we love it. Rush, we could talk for hours with you. You've just had such I an amazing know. few weeks, so it's sad that we have to cut it short. We've got to talk about Moulin Rouge. Absolutely hilarious. She saw so many boobs. It was like tit city. Absolute tit city. Anyway. But the men were fully clothed. It was just terrible. Anyway. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll yeah. talk about that next week. Thank you so much for joining oh, us, Mickey Wall. Pleasure. No, it's absolutely oh, our pleasure. pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you so much. We'll get you a blue tick now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've been on our show. <laughs> next, I, don't, I don't think I've got enough followers for Next that. time you organise a, a member, I want it to be your calibre. That's all right. All right, 100%. Yeah. We'll make sure. Uh, there's a couple of other sports bet uh, people that have been bubbling around and looking for uh, maybe an AFL brand ambassador. Pretty keen to come on for a chat, <laughs> so stay tuned. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And if you're having a punt this weekend, gamble responsibly, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.